Christ, so no, welcome back to the latest installment of Fearless and Devotion. Thank you for tuning in as always. And this wonderful episode, as ever, is sponsored by our good friends at the Fat Boar in York Street and Wrexham. So much love to them as always. Um, so yeah, we're recording this um, day after another, another relentless home win for Wrexham. 2-0 against AFC Wimbledon. Andy, remind me, last week we were both, I think most of us were in agreement about do we offer James McLean, Stephen Fletcher another year's deal? I think we were kind of like, eh, maybe not, maybe not. They were both unbelievably good against Wimbledon. Um, has that changed your mind or are you just very much, they've still got to go? Uh, yeah, I, I am. I, I wouldn't give them new deals. No, I, I, I thank them for all they've done. Uh, Fletcher's touch of class yesterday, uh, but we really didn't do much in the first half and McLean and and Fletcher were involved in that too, rather than just the uh, the cameo in the second half. Now, Fletcher, uh, you know, Fletcher, touch of class. Um, I think I was sort of listening to to Luke Williams uh, say how he always plays a short corner because no one ever scores from corners. Well, that's two home games into in into that Fletcher scored from a from a corner. So, yeah, screw you, Matt, uh, Luke. But. On top of that, you know, we didn't really force the issue as much as we should have in, in the first half. I think Luton passed around us um, quite a bit. They blew this, you know, their 14 with dictated the game. They blew themselves out a little bit, didn't have a striker. It could have been a lot different if they did have their two two-star strikers. We could have been a few few goals down. And did, did, you just, did, did you just refer to AFC Wimbledon as Luton? Or did my did ears I, just leave oh, me? God. I've done that. I did that a few times. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. Yeah. Now, I know we yeah. played him a lot in recent years, but yeah, because like Wimbledon sounds dead like Luton. I don't know. How you got oh, that. It's, it's very much a similar place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know where Wimbledon stops. Oh, you know, the Luton International Tennis Tournament is the uh, <laughs> is is the envy of the world. Um, but what I'm just, McLean gets better as the game goes on. He always does. I can't. I can't really work it out. I don't know if he works out his opponents. I just don't know if he's he's got superhuman sort of fitness levels. But towards the end of the game, he's the one always forcing the issue. Right. That's great. But really and truly, I think if we're going to play the three-five-two formation in League One, we need specialized people in each position. And I'm not sure McLean is still. You know, he's not a wing back. So I. I wouldn't give them new deals. And I, okay. would get, I would get similar players of similar experience, but maybe just that League One, maybe a le- little bit younger or, or from a higher level to, to short, replace what they give. Short answer, a double no. Liam, um, where do you stand on on, on keeping the the two? I think I think uh, Humphrey Carr referred to them on Instagram as the two uh, old grandfather clocks of the race course. Hmm, that's, quite, that's a good one. I'd give... I'd weirdly, I think he's slightly older than he Fletcher, but I'd probably actually give him another year. I think he's still got a, a role to play, even if it's cameos off the bench or whatever it is. I mean, it's you can tell Wrexham are spoiled lately when Andy Gilpin is worrying about who we're going to be playing in League One. Uh, oh, <laughs> I've had a bad start to this, haven't I? Oh, I've, I've called Wimbledon Luton, and I've said we're already going to get promoted. Um, right, okay, fair is enough. Something's happened to you. What's happened to you? Tell us all about your uh, your kind of Jeff Bezos um, Amazon jolly that you that because obviously last week you told us that you're coming to the game as mm. normal, but as a kind of like Trojan horse Wrexham fan under the guise of a journalist with other journalists um, on behalf of our 
Amazon Amazonian friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it was really good. Fair play. Uh, we met a couple of journalists in Houston. Got a first class train up. Um, obviously not the crew to to wreck some bits because they don't do first class there. Um, got up there. It was a table of about eleven journalists and PRs. They all tried to wreck some lager, varying degrees of if anyone carried it on past that first pint. But um, a few a few of them enjoyed it. Uh, food wise, a starter wasn't amazing. It was a couple of pieces. Uh, sorry, a couple of pieces of scampi on a few lettuce leaves with a dollop of mayonnaise. Um, you got it for it, free. You got it for yeah, free. Yeah, I, I know. But if I'd have paid for it, I'd have gone. Mm. Uh, right, the main was a lot better, like a Nando's sort of style marinated chicken. The chicken was really good, actually, better than Nando's. A uh, lot more sort of meat on it, really. What? Yeah, we're reading some backtrack here because, like, you know, um, Wrexham FC um, fan, fish cake champion Alid Roberts will, will not be happy that the fact that you've kind of turned your nose up at free scampi and slagged it off and then dived into headlong to say that the, the marinated chicken was better than you'd get at our Portuguese chicken giant Nando's. Is that really true? Right, I'm going to show you a picture of this scampi. Oh, is, is, this, is this normally on the menu, or is this just for the Bezos lot? I mean, we, I don't know. I mean, we, does... I like the way you're, you're ostracizing our our blind following by showing us all a picture. I I would. We're lucky for, to get a turd sandwich right. in the mold road. So what's that? I can't see that. Yeah, for for for, for, for all cameras work. For, for, for audio descriptive purposes, that does look horrendous. To be honest, to me, that looks like some a meal I saw on Red Dwarf, where the Savoy like crawled off the table. Uh, okay, so you know so where I'm coming from, from there. You know where I'm coming from. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is, the chicken brought it back. The chicken right. was nice. Some right. nice skinny fries with it. And there was a chocolate dome while while I listened to the dulcet tones of Andy Thackeray telling us about the uh, the start of the Flynn golden generation being compared by Pete Jones. So, you know, it was a good... Everyone really enjoyed that part of it. I don't think they enjoyed the first half as much. They're right. a bunch chocolate. of moaning bastards. But that's chocolate. all the only conclusion I can come to. Who was, I think it's, Who was moaning? I think it's rubbed off on you as well. It's like, oh, yeah, this 2-0 two, two win was very cabaret. Didn't I'm, particularly, in, didn't half, particularly enjoy it. Great. It wasn't great. Come on, the first half wasn't great, was it? This free scampi. What's what's this all about? <laughs> I mean, we it's kind of like free scampi. Someone had to pay for it. What you I'm didn't. saying is that a good deal? Is that a great deal if you're if you're match sponsors and you're getting that on a plate? Come on, is it? Right. Anyway, in, 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 <laughs> enough, enough of your enough of your your culinary cuisine freebies let's go back to the match you mentioned there that that the first half wasn't that great but was it really as bad as everybody's making out to be because some of some of the fume that was emanating off social media even even now really even despite the win would was the suggestion that it was so bad we were so off the pace blah blah, blah. i was like yeah we went we went at 100 percent, but as, as time goes on it just seems to be that you know, we're, we're more of a second-half team anyway. And people will say, well, it's going to bite us in the ass at some point. Well, it hasn't. It hasn't um, yet. Right. What I think about this is I think uh, that's probably the biggest away following that Wimbledon have had this this season. Uh, they want yeah, they, they want to impress them. They want to go all guns blazing for the, first, for the first 20, 30 minutes. You almost have to weather a storm, even though you're at home, because they want to really impress. And they sort of saw that the way that... People beat us as a high press. They tried it. They didn't really have the personnel to do it. 
either the the, the strikers who could who could close down or, or, or finish. And I think after that, yeah, we took control of the game. But I do sort of feel that we'll, we will come a cropper every now and again. But I think we will in this league anyway. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna go unbeaten to the end of the season. We are gonna we are gonna lose some. Um, you know, Mansfield looked looked far and away the best team, and and, and now have been real back. Stockport looked like they were going to run away with it, but 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 haven't. You know, it is a lot more even, and it's not a disaster if you lose something, if you lose a game here and there. So yeah, I think we will come a cropper at, at, at one point, but you know, we as long as we bounce back, who really cares? Liam, um, there's been a little bit mentioned about about the atmosphere and supposed um, not as good as recent times. A few people have pointed out that, you know, because we had to be so on it last year and the relentless nature of it, it kind of buoyed people's kind of joviality and wanting to get behind the team at every opportunity. I mean, there's, there's like a zillion factors why an atmosphere can be a little bit flat, whether that's reflecting on the pitch or reflecting in the stands and vice versa. Um, do you think it was as bad as many are making out? I didn't think it was that bad. There's lulls, but there's always lulls, isn't there? I think there's always an element with Wrexham at home for as long as I can remember where it's a sort of you entertain us and then we'll do a bit of singing for you type of thing. You know, people want to see, I don't know, people get a bit impatient if we're not playing the best football from the off. And it's not like people are quiet all the game, you know, fair play to the lads in the corner of the tech end. They're always trying to get an atmosphere going. Uh, the PG7 lot, they're always trying. I do think there's, you know, there's the odd lull, but it does. there is a certain proportion of the crowd where I think they're just waiting for us to score before they really get behind the team. And I, don't, I, don't know, I, I think it's it's probably exaggerated a little bit, like you say, like, like about the, the first half performance. People get impatient quite easily. Um, and I think there were even times, not as much last season, but remember when Humphrey Carr had to come on here before the Chesterfield game and give fans a bit of a rallying cry. So I think we've got we've got that tendency, but I, don't, I certainly don't think it's dreadful by any stretch. And I'm bored as fuck with that football in a library chance as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the only thing the only thing I picked up on social media was a few people were saying that they, they tried to get some singing going in the temporary cop stand and were just like glared at with like like disdain, like what are you doing? I think that's primarily because that stand is essentially the kind of the pickup of of the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah that haven't really yeah. maybe had the chance. So they're still maybe acclimatizing to that and as well as your old guard that wanted to do, do a bit of singing and you know, even you younger fans or whatever, there's a bit of a mix. Um so I think I think it's still a bit of work in progress, but I thought the uh I thought the Mo Road stand pitched him with a bit of singing. I I thought it was all right. And I just I just think sometimes where there's this weird kind of uh feel that what you said, you know, entertain us and we'll give something back. I'm not sure that it should be the other way around, maybe. I think it's probably the best way of doing it. But you know what? It'll come good in some of the bigger games, and that's no disrespect to Wimbledon. It just, that. It just yeah. felt a bit one of those kind of games. Felt that a run-of-the-mill game, didn't it? it, it yeah, did. a little bit. And, and there wasn't, there was nowhere near as much pre-match excitement amongst people in the in the pubs around, around the time. It was just like, let's get this one out of the way. Because then we got three trips on the road, big games, really. You know, Newport, Blackburn, Salford. So those three trip, games, those three games, the crowd will be there for the team. Yeah, because yeah, we do, so. we are there when the when the team need it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the same on Shrewsbury. You know, 
when when they needed it, we, we our voices were heard. So I, I do sort of feel that it, it's quite hard because there is an expectation level now. And I do yeah. sort of think that a lot of people coming through the turnstiles, and I mean, there was 12,000 there, you know, then then they haven't been Wrexham fans for, for, for that long or haven't worked regulars before that and may have changed from a Premier League club to, to come and watch Wrexham uh, because the team is doing so well. And that's brilliant. That's exactly what we want is to try and turn some of those, some of those Premier League fans to, to our fans. But, you know, there is, they, they do sort of feel that Wrexham should win and maybe they should, as, as Liam say, sit there and be entertained. And I think if, Wimbledon would have gone 1-0 ahead or if we'd have gone down to 10 men or something like that, the crowd would have kicked in. They didn't need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. They didn't need yeah. to uh, at, at that point. We need to uh, We need to discuss um, AFC Wimbledon's uh, on loan Kylie Minogue, um, Mr. <clears throat> Joe Lewis, who, born in Neath, played for Swansea, um, goes to Stockport, Stockport, loan him out to Wimbledon on a season-long loan. Now, if you're not if you haven't been to the game or you don't know what we're talking about, Joe Lewis, um, uh, centre-back for Stockport, had the shortest of budgie smuggler shorts on you've ever seen in your life. Basically, gold hot pants, hence the Minogue uh, thing. Um, before I get your thoughts in hand, we've got a question from, from Jason Lewis. No relation, by the way. Um, and he's asked this. Um, in relation to Joe Lewis, um, does wearing age 12 shorts breach EFL regulations? Female fans have advised the shorts went tighter during the game and it was feared or possibly hoped by some quarters a repeat of lengthy injury time such as the Barrow game would have seen Joe Lewis pull him even tighter and leave the field in nothing more than a G-string. I look forward to the assessment of the podcast team. Uh, last me for the record, he's no relation to me. So, um, yeah, is yeah, the, Liam is now holding a picture of... I mean, I'll be honest, you know... If if I if I had an ass I could I could crack walnut, walnuts with I'd probably show it off as well. Um, He's but got like, some like, flies on him, that boy. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, um, but if, if you're going to show off your cheeks, be half decent. And uh, I'm not really sure he was. To be honest. He could have been um, done for indecent exposure. To be honest, the way he was uh, he was going on, he was getting a lot of wolf whistles from the PG. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the I love the chant. I also I could see what he had for his lunch, and it wasn't scampy. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was a bit of a talking point, wasn't it? I mean, it was the sort of thing everyone around me noticed um, almost straight away. Um, and yeah, the chant in the second half, every time he got the ball, he just got people just wolf whistled him. I think he quite liked that, didn't he? I mean, I would. I don't yeah. think there's any arm in it, is there? Also, can I just say I love the Wimbledon kit? You're a kit connoisseur. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I mean, they're, 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 the 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 tree of kits this year is amazing, but that kit combo is horrendous. Shorts sort of, ruin it. So sort of off gold shorts and socks with that amazing old school hark back to 19, 1998 shirt when we played in the FA Cup. Great, but yeah, that 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 was a, a strange. Uh, Did you uh, see their pre match like track tops as well? That was pretty old school, weren't they? Yeah, that makes Umbro Umbro do good um, stuff. You know, so Umbro, if you're listening and you want to do a pitch to to the club, go bold. That's all I'm saying. Just give us uh, normal size shorts, though, if you do. <laughs> I mean, he had normal size like, shorts. Age twelve <laughs> shorts, Randy, because he, he's not—he's not really said that it is. It was against um, uh, EFL rules. We're just going to assume, as a podcast team, that he—he he, he managed to fit it literally within the boundaries of, of his own. <laughs> uh, of his own. 
own dimensions as well as as well as that of any EFL rule that may exist in regards of uh, tight-fitting shorts. So, fair play, Joe Lewis. Um, I'm sure Stockport will welcome you back with open arms. Uh, no, he's signed permanent now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's signed oh, permanent yeah. before the game. I was there looking. You, at, you do that, you know. You do that thing where you 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 knew there were a couple of players down, and so I was just like monitoring their Twitter all Friday to see if they brought anyone in, and I was really pleased they hadn't. So, do you remember Davison in the in the um away the away game? So they're number nine, mm. warmed up in a full kit, um, like a one to one training, all for fifteen for fifteen minutes of, of half time, and I went, oh, he's coming on straight away, isn't he? Didn't come on for the whole game. I felt a little bit sorry for him. He's he's done all that sort of full kit training and and didn't and didn't make it. And to be honest, he wasn't brilliant yesterday. And I thought the sixteen, yeah. I thought the sixteen was even worse. To be honest, he left the sitter, and I think Max again was brilliant. Um, just you know, four clean sheets in six games since he's come into the squad. Um, Max was brilliant. Max was was my shout for man of the match. I thought yeah. he did really well. There was a couple of vital interceptions in the first half, and he just won his duels. I mean, it's 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 really good to see a young defender like that because centre halves don't really mature until they're twenty four, twenty five. But he's a cultured centre half who is now bringing that to his game because we all knew he was a ball player. We all knew he could step out with it and was comfortable. But if you can actually bring that steel to your game. I really think we've got a player there. And mm. as I keep saying, it's so good to have an academy graduate doing well because if we're rebuilding the centre of excellence, you can show all the parents in North Wales that by sending their kid to, to Wrexham rather than Everton or Liverpool, they have a clear path to the, um, to the first team. Mm. And I think as we develop, that's going to be really important. We just need a training ground now, please. Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, Paul Mullin. He's now into double figures for for league goals this campaign. Um, I, I think even he he won't probably admit he's not he's not been at his prolific best after last season. It's always going to be a, a tough ask, really. But uh, does it really matter? Because you know, Fox in the box, he probably should have done better with that with that header to get a second. But you know, the ball goes over him for the first. He turns and spins, take advantage of a of a defensive error, volleys at home. Um, I mean, I'm I'm always inclined to say you can, you just have him on the pitch anyway. You, yeah, he's such a crucial he's such a crucial part of the team, and I don't know if it's you know his previous exploits, but I just think when you look at the context of what happened to him pre-season, you know that's going to take something out of you. The fact that he's into double figures at this stage in the season is actually really good, all considered, um, and he's still got that instinct, you know, to pounce on that defensive error. Yes, it was a gift, but. I don't know, there was still some some work left to do to score it. And I just think even Paul Mullin at, you know, like say 75% capacity, that type of thing, he's still a pest. He's still a nuisance. He's still running the ball down. He's just absolutely central to everything that we do. And another thing I'd say as well is I don't think the service has been particularly great to him as well recently. Mm. You know, can you think of many, other than the the chance you mentioned, I just don't, I don't feel like there were that many he had really so you know I think he's doing well all considered yeah yeah no, it's kind of can't really argue with it to be honest so yeah I mean and now a good week's break from all and we'll, and we'll go again on Saturday but in terms of going, going moving away from the strikers into midfield Sorry, can um, I just say one thing about Mullin it's just 
even the sort of the threat or the notion of him is important to us. So having him on the pitch means that their defenders don't want to give him any space because he's Paul Mullin and he can hurt you. So even if he's tying up one or two defenders, that allows the likes of Fletcher or, I don't know, Cannon or Lee to have more space. He's worth it. No, we, I think we all know that he's not last season's Paul Mullin yet because of the preseason disruption. But, yeah. you know, he is still our talisman. He is still the, the guy who works the centre-halves more than anyone else. And, you know, that work rate is there. One of the guys I was with yesterday said, oh, well, Mullin's just like a fox in the box. Is he just like pops up and scores? And I went, no, no, look at him. Look at the runs he makes. Look at the people he ties up. Look at the way he angles his body when the ball comes towards him to get a free kick or to get steal a match from the centre-halves. Every one of those centre-halves knows they've been in a game. And the Blackburn ones later on in the month will, will, will because he'll up his game again for that because he yeah. wants to prove how good he is. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Andy, you would have been closer to the Andy Cannon injury. It was down the far end. Um, I'm obviously limped off with the, with the help of a couple of the the uh, the medical staff. Um, uh, what, what are we thinking? There's been no updates uh, yet that I'm aware of. I've not seen any update on, on, on his injury. Um, what was your take on it? Uh, I take, my take was a shame because I think Cannon were actually seeing yeah, the player that we bought. I mean, I, I was the first person to, to say I don't think he was giving us enough. Uh, when he first came, I don't know if it was injuries or confidence or or just needed a run in the team. I think it was hard for him to play the, the holding defensive role because that's not his game. He's a guy, and you can tell that now, he's a guy who wants to get the ball and break the lines. A lot like Lee, but maybe a little bit more solid th- th- than Lee is. Um, but, you know, he runs with it. He takes the ball forward. Um, so it's a massive shame that he's he's injured now because he seems to get a run and then get an injury and you almost have to start again. Um, I think, I do actually think that Lee's been off, off the boil a little bit. So there are some, some concerns about, about the midfield. I think George had a great game yesterday and after Clueworth, I would have put George as my second man of the match just because some of the touches, you can just tell he just knows what he's going to do with it. A lot of times, a midfielder that we've had before, maybe in the non-league games, would have to control it and then think about what he's going to do with it. George knows exactly what he wants to do with it as the ball is on its way to him. And just the way he yeah. sort of glides and moves his body to, to play that pass to keep us to keep us going, you know, you can tell he's class. So if you take Andy out of the equation for a couple of weeks, leaves us just James Jones. Um I don't know about Jordan Davis. I don't know if he's if he's fit at the moment. I Somebody mentioned he was in a protective boot by all accounts. Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, we might need to we might need to to bring a midfielder in. But what's wrong with us maybe bringing someone in on loan? Yeah, and let, let's just say because I think Parky said there are irons in the fire, but he's in no immediate rush. Whether that changes now because of the midfield situation, isn't it? Kind of annoying because my understanding is now all of our injured centre halves are back and training. Um, great. However, when your defence is looking more solid than it has been in recent months, you know where that's settled. We've got ball playing centre halves either side of toes, and now Tom O'Connor looks great. Clueworth looks great. You just can't. I can't see where Tony Cliff O'Connell or Hayden. 
go straight back in there. I just don't see it. I, I, whether he changes it for the for the FA Cup, I I, I just don't know. Um, obviously, we've got a game before then, but yeah, surely that 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 you know that's one of the priority areas now, isn't it? Midfield, if 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 yeah, Cannon is allowed him in. Yeah, definitely now. Bring a midfielder in. If you get another defensive crisis, you can still move George Evans back there, can't you? You still, you, yeah, there yeah. is that adaptability. Um, I would definitely bring a midfielder in. If I could bring anything in, it would be a midfielder and a striker. Um, I think long term, Barnett will come in ahead of uh, ahead of Ford. Um, I yeah. thought Ford didn't have a great game no. yesterday. He seemed to be, seemed to lack a bit of pace, but I think Ford is very useful away from home because he's just more solid and he spots danger a lot more than than Ryan. Does um, but at home, Barnet for me is the way that you make that that formation work better because you're yeah. on the front foot all the time. Um, so yeah, I would expect Ryan to come in uh, at home. Um, I think we probably need we probably need someone to replace to replace Cannon now and a striker. They would be the two the two positions I would look for. I don't know. I mean, who's who's uh, who's been Mooted. Um, still a lad from Peterborough. Do we know much about him? Uh, I think he Clark Harris, isn't it? What's his yeah, first name? Jordan. Jordan, I think. Is it Jordan? It's not Jordan, is it? No, I don't think it no. is. Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, Johnson Clark Harris. Johnson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it Luton? Luton Clark um, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of. You know, obviously, Peterborough have said on record that he's one of two players they're willing to to cash in on. He hasn't signed personal terms of Charlton yet. Um, apparently, and I'm only going on what I've heard, um, and we all know that Parkey has a, a a kind of dickhead test. And if you don't pass, well, if you're a dickhead, you ain't coming in. Um, apparently, he's not. He's not a. He's not the most um, affable chap, shall we say? Allegedly, I don't know. Never met him, um, but I don't know. I don't know what what our thoughts are on that. Obviously, decent striker. Um, thirty. He's thirty at the end of the year, you know. Yeah, well, I think Humphreys as well was, was mentioned from Sheffield Wednesday. They're looking to recruit, which would free him up. Humphreys, Another who's that? not Gregory uh, Humphreys, yeah. Gregory, yeah. Sorry, I don't know where I got Humphreys. <laughs> We're doing great today for. I'm thinking of Richie Humphreys from about <laughs> like nineteen ninety and played for Hartlepool as well. No, uh, Gregory, but he's another golden oldie, isn't he? Sort of in that range. Um, Ronan Hale from Cliftonville, as we mentioned, hot shots. That's an interesting one. That's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, because obviously we've got a strong Irish contingent now. Very, you know, yeah. Um, and that lends itself to to an enticement on top of everything else. You know, if you go there with a strong Irish contingent you know, and you know some of those faces, then I think that that could sway it if, if we were to look at a, a young striker who can score goals for fun. I mean, I don't know how yeah. strong um, the sort of the, the sort of Northern Irish kind of league is, but he looks good. He looks good. Um, I'm, I'm getting, you know what? I'm getting Trundle vibes from, from him because we got Lee Trundle from the Welsh league because he started yeah. the season on fire. Yeah. So, you know, Trundle, as we all sort of know, had all the talent, but needed to get his head right. And he had to go to the, maybe something like the league of Wales and think, right, I actually want to make it as a footballer. So mm -hmm. he did. He did everything right for real. He scored a shit ton of goals and we took him on and never really looked back. I've got the same sort of feeling with this Ronan Ronan Hale. He's the same sort of age. He's about 24, 25. He's tried it over here with Birmingham City, didn't quite make it. Um, but this season for Cliftonville, he's been he's been absolutely fantastic. And I, he's not just a goal scorer. He seems to be 
you know, more of a complete player. Um, and it doesn't matter what league you're in, really. If you're scoring goals and you're confident and you've, the striker who's made that breakthrough from, from you know, I don't know, a 10-goal-a-season striker to, to someone like 16 in, in 20, you know, that's the sort of player you want to bring in. I would I would prefer that than... than um, Clark Harris, because I just think there's there's more mileage in him. You've got another, you know, he's 25. You've, you've got a lot did, more time. Did, did you apply that um, that excitable thought process when we signed Billy Waters, who is now gone on loan to no, Doncaster Rovers? I'm going to be honest, I didn't. I didn't. I, I've always well, liked Ronan's work, though. Like life is a roller coaster. That was a banging <laughs> one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, another name going around yesterday was defensive, but um, Corey Whelan from. Carlisle United defender. Uh, we seem to be get still getting linked with a lot of Dobson of as well. George Dobson is it? Yeah, they're yeah, still getting linked with a lot of them. Mid, defensive mid uh, midfielder, yeah. Defensive mid, sorry, defender. Yeah, because it was said we were looking at for. Well, we basically put out that we wanted potentially two centre backs, a midfielder, and a striker. Now I don't think we're going to sign all of those, but it'd be interesting to see how the priorities move as the transfer window goes along because like you say we're in a position where center backs are coming back into fitness does the focus then move higher up the pitch i'd probably argue so definitely charlie savage i got a little bit of pelters for for my my tweet especially the bit about his nan lives close by <laughs> well she does she does live she lives in yeah. rest and people people like that he's not going to fucking sign just because his nan lives 2 miles away it's like well I would. Yeah. <laughs> Not for his nan. My nan was still here. And I was like, oh, I'd love to come, back, come closer back to them. Wasn't he seen at Sunwar in Gwersal? He was seen at the oh, local Chinese. Uh, look, look Robbie, Robbie Savage suddenly followed us when that came in. So I was expecting some sort of like uh, angry kind of voice message or something. It hasn't happened. All right, pal. Yeah. How you doing, mate? Um, yeah, but I, I, you know what? It's not beyond the realms of possibility because it's Wrexham, isn't it? And you just Do never we need know. Him? What what is he? He's an attacking mid, yeah. Mid-fielder. Yeah, attacking mid, yeah. Like, like, I mean, uh, you know what? Reading are in the mud. They're struggling. They 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 need to sell some of their better players. Um, Derby are supposed to be rumored on Stockport in for him. So, be interesting. Be interesting to see what what comes of it. I'm not I'm not saying it's completely out out of the realms of possibility um, at all. So there we are. Anyway, um, yeah, transfers galore. Let's hope we've got some news. Let's hope by the time we're on this pod that the cutoff point for Arsenal to recall Arthur Conklin yes. has passed. Because I think somebody mentioned to me that it was tomorrow. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is that right? That's the last um, point they can recall him, yeah. Another another son, just strong game yesterday, just claims everything and just makes everything look easy, doesn't it? It's, it's like a it's like a he's like a nice um Weighted blanket over that defence, just nice and comfy and safe. You know, just good in it. I gave you a cuddle. We've not, yeah, we've not had many of those in in the last ten years, have we? Keepers who just who you know will make the right decisions and make key saves when they have to, um, and you don't worry about them. You don't worry about them at all. You just just sort of think, right, if he does make a mistake, that is once in a blue moon, and he won't make it again. Um, and that fella will get better and better the more games he plays. Because, this, you know, to be honest, he's a young lad and he hasn't played that many games. I just hope he feels at home 
where he is. He knows that we love him. He knows that the club are at, want him and he knows that club is going places. And I think as a project, he's still young enough to go and give this a go, have a clause yeah. in his contract if a, if a championship club wants him as their number one. By all means, we're not eating at that table yet. We we you know if we put two million release fee to a championship team, I think that's what yeah. you have to do. But you just got to hope that you know he sees this as as a project he wants to be involved in, and we get a player who will nail a position for a number of years uh, I'd be I'd be made up to go him I think he's absolutely brilliant I love him well he knows yeah. I love him um because I love him for the medium of song however oh, however God. we will come back we will come back to that because I have to work work my way up to it because I wasn't expecting to do this one and I'll tell you the reason for that shortly but we'll come back to him very very soon let's let's kind of rewind stroke fast forward in terms of the FA Cup game. I know that's still a week, a week or two away, you know, two weeks away. Um, I'm going to come to Liam first because uh, Andy it represents represents a large proportion of the social media fuming fan base on on BBC Wales's decision, and it is the broadcaster's decision. It's not the club. It's not Blackburn, and it's not Rexham's fault. Right? This is purely down to the bro- broadcaster. That is fact. Okay, clarified that with Humphrey Carr when I bumped into him in, in, in MNS yesterday. So that is. I'm that sending is. Rob Phillips a shit in the I, post. Hang on, hang on. Don't do that. He'll never come back on. I, I want to hear more about Humphrey Carr in the in MNS. Was it MNS Foods? He was in MNS. in his basket. He had a three, he had a three piece tweed suit on, and he was looking for something in particular that wasn't there, and he and he was like asking various. Um, a swan. <laughs> not not a swan, but um, he, he was very chatty. He's very happy. Scampion lattice. Yeah, yeah, scampering on lettuce on a plate, <laughs> followed by a chocolate bomb and some wonderfully marinated chicken that's better than Nando's, allegedly. <laughs> anyway, um, Liam, I'm going to come to you first because I think Andy's very much in the well, we know he's very much in the against how dare you BBC Wells camp for daring to change it to Monday, January the 29th at 7 30 pm, the same day as my mother's birthday, bless her. So I'm gonna to have to take her. Um, and I'm very much on the fence of, uh, we need to put our big boys' pants on and look at this in a different light. However, as the mediator, where do you sit in on this? I'm, well, what the what is, bloody what, hell has just what, happened here? Gilpin oh, is now, why, why, and, <laughs> Andy Gilpin, if, if you're listening through the medium of your earphones, you're now showing us a picture of what appears to be sheep shit and mustard on a plate. Um <laughs> No offence to the catering staff. I think the catering um, staff should be uh, offended by that. Um, look, I'd like to say it was a bad start to a really good meal, and <laughs> like it was, um, it it was uh, it was a great day. Can I just can I just underline that? But I just found it on my WhatsApp. I thought I'll share the screen for it so you can get the full. <laughs> Everything's the supposed full. to taste better when it's free, and you're still complaining about it. But there we go. But yeah, <laughs> but, but you know my point about that. Yeah, it's free for me, but it's. <laughs> Someone still has to pay for it. talking about it. We're going back to the mediator here, Liam. Oh, Blackburn Rovers away, seven thirty. Um, where do you stand on this as a young father of one boy? Sorry, he's killed me there. He's distracted me. Um, I'm probably more Team Gilpin, but for again, sort of, I guess, selfish reason. Five of my, there was five of us due to be going. 
in the first place. And it now looks like we're probably down to two out of my mates who are going to be going. I was looking to see if there was anywhere. I'm not saying Blackburn's the best drinking place in the world, but I was looking to see if there's anywhere we could go beforehand, planning a bit of a day of it. I was hoping if they did move it, it would be the Saturday 5.30 like they did with Coventry. Gives you a good amount of time to sort of plan your day out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'll am i be honest, it did piss me off a bit on Friday. I'm still planning to go myself. I've still got another mate who's planning to go along. We did Sheffield United on the, it was that Tuesday, wasn't it, last season? the yeah. replay so we'll still go but still i think everyone will still have a good time and make a sing song of it i just think it's going to be difficult for younger fans that type of thing people trying to get up from wrexham like after, immediately after work after school via the m6 m56 it's going to be a bit ropey i think right let's let's bring you on to andy live from st Be- st petersburg because he needs two fucking days off to factor I in blackburn away four hours back yeah that's that's last time i checked that, that's you know eight sixteen that's a quarter of a day in total all right i mean i start work at, at 7 a.m so i'd have to get i probably wouldn't get home until about two and then i'd have it'd a take half hours. a day so take half a day I, I can't take half a day, to be honest. It's yeah, that's, no this, is, this is because look, you're a pisshead. You're trying to pack in the booze, aren't you? It, it, look, it doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> I was really looking forward to it. I thought it would be one of our best weekends away um, this season. Uh, a new ground for, for, for most of us. A really big away end. We could have taken over that. Um, you know, they would have probably cut prices a little bit, so we might, probably would have been a full house. So I'm I'm surprised that Blackburn. Well, you know, we know it's not their fault, but how much power do BBC Wales really have? And can they tell Blackburn you have to play at, at, at this time? And Blackburn go, oh, okay, fair enough. There's nothing else we can do because for me, Blackburn shouldn't agree to that because you they're taking thousands and thousands off 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 the attendance. Um, I do sort of think in the background, is it BBC Wales or is it ESPN? Are ESPN more keen to get it at this time? So it so it goes, uh, you know, it sort of hits transatlantic around about lunchtime. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, I was angry on Friday. I really was because I just wanted it to, you know, all my mates had sort of planned how we were going to get up there, where we were going to stay, how much we, you know, you know, we we're really going to enjoy it. And now it's a sort of, oh, I might have to just drive up on my own if I go at all, or I have to like watch it on TV. Um, I just think it's a shame. I also think, and I, I know Liam, you mentioned this. It's a bit weird, but I sort of feel that ha- that half seven on a Monday is a more losable game, and there's no sort of logic to that. But I think it's almost like because it's the, one of the last games, the shocks have already gone, um, and a team like Blackburn will just be professional. Uh, and won't want to come a cropper like like other teams may well have in in the in the fourth round. So I well, do. Sort well, of feel- well, well, we know who we will face in the draw by that time. I'm yeah. assuming that the draw. Yeah, will be yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's also a that's also a bit of a kick in the balls because if it is Liverpool away or something like that, Blackburn will want that game. Um, yeah, but surely that makes it then more exciting, and it adds to the value of it, and it adds to. Well, if you lose. Well, no, but, but, yeah, but if let's just say if it is Manchester City, then it, it gives both sides the same incentive. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's equally the same incentive. I think Blackburn will do cut price tickets for it. I think they will because they're going to have to. Yeah, um, especially now. I, I understand 
the fume. I think the amount of fume was a little bit out of context, if I'm honest, because I, I was off the weekend. I'm now back on a different shift pattern. I will have to take a day off for it or swap a day. It's a, it's a mild inconvenience. But to me, that's all it is. I know everybody's personal circumstances are different. However, you know, this is something we're going to have to get accustomed to going forward. It just is. You know, beyond the confines of the top flight, if you're going to get a team that's going to get you a decent viewership for that for that, that game, it's largely likely going to be us. It's just going to be us. And we all know why. But I just feel, God, I could go on about this forever. I just feel that it wasn't that long ago that Wrexham were never on the telly, right? And we were taking it, we kind of almost feel like we're taking it for granted because we've got a streaming documentary and we're getting picked for this match or that match. Oh, we don't need to be on the telly anymore. Well, yeah, if, you, if you're going to grow it, as, as, a, as a global entity, which is exactly what, what the owners are trying to do, then we have to suck it up. It's an hour and 10 minutes up the road, right? I know Monday's a shit night for it, but this is a nice special occasion. It's Wrexham in the FA Cup. Whether you want to go to your mate's birthday, um, your kid's first rugby match, um, a bar mitzvah, whatever, if you really want to go to a special occasion, you'll make reasonable adjustments to get there. I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm being a sport brat or unreasonable anyway. Just think that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not Bournemouth away on a Tuesday night. It's I'd love there. Bournemouth away. That's it's even a seven thirty kickoff. An hour and ten minutes. <laughs> even a seven thirty uh, kickoff. Even if it's even if it's ten minutes overtime, you're still overtime added time. Look, look can I just say about the home eleven? Oh yeah. Yeah, even the seven thirty is a bit mingy. It's just if it was eight o'clock, it just gives you that little bit more time to to, to get there. <laughs> so, so you, you want a later kickoff on a Monday night? Yeah, night. I do. Because if you're coming from Wrexham and you've got to like drop the kids off, pick the kids up from school, just having that extra half an hour to get there on on the M6, which you can be, can be a a car park at that time. Um, is just a little bit better. 7.45, 8 o'clock is just that little bit more insurance policy that, that, than half seven, which just seems an, an abnormal time for... Uh, it's not the fucking that, trophy, right, that, is it? That, that, that mingy scampi on a plate has rotted your brain. Are you oh, going you, or are you not? Talk about, talk about food, sorry, just quickly. I, I took the liberty of searching the footy scrum Twitter account to see what the grub's like at Blackburn, seeing as we're probably going to have to eat there. Um, share your screen it's well all, all i can do is the old uh phone jobby that is nachos is that? and cheese Any cheese that is a it? handful of grated cheese on top of some nachos so Ooh, right it starts yum. badly but then we got language a... hot pots that's what blackburn's famous for isn't it yeah no, it's, Betty, it's, uh... it's actually chicken tikka biryani that it's uh that it's oh, famous for yeah oh, that's yeah, decent. I mean that. That yeah. and uh, that and a beer for how much does it say? Eight quid fifty. That's not bad. Right. And then we do have the old pie mash and peas. It's this not very, bad. This is a very food. I mean, peas. Pod. Are you are you ready for the piece de resistance though? Yeah, Sixteen hour slow smoked brisket peppercorn burger. It's oh. a bit on the pricey side at thirteen pound fifty, but thirteen fifty. Should I get a beer for that? Yeah. <laughs> right. So obviously yeah. I'm driving and I need a beer. They'll all they'll all be, they'll all be gone by twenty past seven, Andy. So you might want to get in there earlier for that game. Yeah, all right. Um, Look, oh, oh, also, okay. last last word on this. I was annoyed on Friday. I'm less annoyed now, and now I'm just into a mode of how can I do it? 
rather than you know. We'll but, but the thing is, I just wanted it to be a good weekend where all the London Reds could all come up and we we have a it's really what? good time. It's selfish. It's a Monday night. Fucking enjoy it anyway. Mm. You know, London's it, crap anyway. I've always said it is that. crap. And you know, you do realise you can get from London to Blackburn in four hours. You'd be fine, more than fine. Yeah, I just can't. I can't um, do it on the train, so I'm going to have to drive. And I'm if I have to drive solitary, it's not. It's not great. Anyway, never mind. Never mind. It's where mm. we are. I do agree with you on that. Um, in, 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 in the interest, I feel, I feel left out in this food, very food orientated pod. Um, I've got to say, I had a chicken katsu slice at the ground yesterday, and it was amazing. Bloody amazing. Hell. Yeah, it was good. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they get them from uh, the village bakery. I think I'm sure they're oh, the they good link up. Yeah, I'm, I think I think it is. It was dead nice. So highly recommend the chicken katsu slice. Doesn't doesn't involve any knife or fork. Just get it down. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, let's get the elephant out of the room. Um, this is going to be slightly painful. I'll be honest. Um, Book of a Conco. I shelved it last week. I've brought it back, and only, only uh, I, I I made a guest appearance on the. Uh, Two Beards, one podcast in Rexham FC podcast this morning with the two guys from Australia, wonderful gents they were, and it was it was very enjoyable. And they brought up the Oconquo thing. And they said, oh, I was listening to something on the radio, and I thought, there's no way you can probably get Oconquo in this song. And I was like, what is it? Give me an Elton John song. Um, I mean, I, 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 got, I got no quarrel with Elton John. I'm not a massive fan. You've been to see him. I wonder if you did. Have you been to see him? I kind of want to say you have. I, I did. I went last year, yeah, to his farewell tour. I'm looking forward to his next farewell tour next year. <laughs> what was his farewell tour like? Um, it was fine. It was just him sitting by a piano. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good spectacle, and he can still sing. So I think he wants to go out when when he's still got all his uh, faculties. What's your favorite Elton John song? Um, I quite like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Um, Tiny Dancer sticks in the mind quite a bit. Uh, What's your least so, favorite? I, oh, oh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of I'm Still Standing. Um, it's none of them, Liam. Uh, favorites is probably Tiny Dancer. You like Sacrifice, Andy. don't you? Sacrifice. That's the first <laughs> and last Vic time. Club well, funny <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> Because, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, oh. Uh, it, it, he said, do you reckon you can do it to sacrifice? And I was like, I'm not sure I can. So I spent I spent a, a stronger toilet stop at work trying to think this one through. Um, you're going to have... What, we're what gonna is have a to, strong gonna... toilet stop? I mean... Well, longer than 10, 10 to 12 minutes. Then when you get up and your legs start getting a bit numb. And you, and, and, and you walk back to your desk like Elton John walks on stage for his last final tour. Kind of like that, really. Um, no offense to Elton. We're slagging off. I'm not slagging off Elton because Ryan and Rob are probably good friends with him, spe- specifically Ryan. So shout out to Elton. We do love you, really. Um, you might not love me after this. Right. Let, let me go with this now. Okay. Um, it's bad, you know, but you're going to have to go with it. I'm going to have to play it from the top um, just, just for clarity. <sighs> Liam's getting in the zone. <laughs> right. There's a. Oh. Bit of context around this as well, you know. It's about not not sacrificing the wage bill to get Arthur in, okay? Okay, building up to it. Andy's not putting his hands in the air. Nothing. Get the lighters out. 
This is going to get lots of views on YouTube, this, okay? Whoa. Deep breaths, Edwards, deep breaths. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Channel your inner Elton. Here we go. Oh, Conquo. Main man in gold. Something's looking better, baby. When you're so tall. And it's no sacrifice. Just the way we feel. Our hearts hoping. For a five-year deal. But it's no sacrifice. No sacrifice. It's no sacrifice to entice. Oh, Conquo. Beautiful. Oh, I like the five-year. I like the five-year uh, deal bit. But overall, I would rate that as scampy on a bit of lettuce. I mean, look at the lyrics. Oconquo, man and goal. Some things look better, baby, when you're so tall. And it's no sacrifice, just the way we feel. Our hearts open for a five-year deal. But it's no sacrifice, no sacrifice. Tis no sacrifice to entice Oconquo. I'll give it biryani and beer. <sighs> I mean, no you know, style chicken. Like, unlike, comment, don't comment, subscribe, don't subscribe, but please be kind. I, that, I got nervous building up to that then. I wanted to do Elton Justice, and I didn't know Good whether song. to go on, on the high notes or the you low note. So I went, yeah. I was reaching. I had to squeeze the old uh, Joe Lewis one and two to get right in there, to be honest. So um, <laughs> anyway... Thanks, okay. Conquo. You can go away again for another week or two, perhaps. Yeah, I'd say so. Away from the men to the ladies, wrecks and women, winning ways again. Uh, Is that league? Are they back in the league now? Because they've been in the cup for a bit, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Back to uh, back to the league form. Um, one one nil at the Rock today against Barry Town. I'm um, pretty sure it was Ava Suckley with the goal. Let me just double check. Yeah, Ava Suckley with the header. Um, another three points sets them up nicely now because, as I understand it, they now it's like a, a sort of South Wales derby double header this weekend. Obviously, we play Newport at Rodney Parade on Saturday, and the women go to take on. Please tell me it's Swansea. I kind of want to say it's Swansea because they played at Cardiff. Yeah, it's Swansea, isn't it? I'm always convinced it is. Is it? No, I we thought they've already played at Swansea because Reese went. See, this is where it all goes tits, isn't it? I should have checked this before and I couldn't I'm find I'm it. I'm looking now, mate. I'm looking now. Adran Premier. Uh, oh, yeah, it's Cardiff. Cardiff City. Cardiff. On okay, yeah. 10 so, past five. Forgive me. So I know a lot of people are sort of stopping down there um, after the Newport game and then going to support the ladies against Cardiff. Because obviously Cardiff, their nemesis is to a certain extent. I think they've, they've had Wrexham's number twice this season, one in the Cup, one in the, the league game at the Rock. Um, big test going to it winning ways. Had a lot of key players out, um, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on there. Um, I think it's quite a few people go into that as a double header. So a good weekend in the capital for both those. So good luck to the women. Um, hopefully, it'll set them up nicely. Should we get a cheeky win by doing the double over Newport County? 
Um, I'm going. I, you know how much the uh, right? How much you reckon the train from from from, um, from London to Newport is? The uh, the duration is one hour thirty six minutes. How much would you pay for that return? Well, I'm about to pay about. I think it's sixty four quid on the train, and the only reason I'm getting the train is because it's two and a half hours. It's direct, and I'm in work the next day, and it beats a four hour trip on a bus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I may change my mind, and I probably end up on a bus. But we'll see. I reckon from London to Newport, London prices in it. What 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 what's the uh, what's the train provider? What's the rail provider? Um, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm it was gonna, 80, gonna... eighty-nine quid. Oh fucking hell! So the Beechin's got a lot to answer for. Yeah, so went uh, went on the national uh, national express coach. Four pound ninety out there. Six pound eighty on the way back. Are you getting that? Yeah, I'm getting that. It's going to take nice. three hours, but it's straight down the M- M- M4. You'll be, you'll be retiring in a few years, you. These freebies and your cheap fucking mega bus pound deals. Can you take any cans on one of those buses? Or what? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> Liam, <laughs> if, I get, if I get stuck at Swindon Services, because... Hit because flask. Uh, yeah. I, so, hope you're yeah. Sat, I hope you're sat next to an absolute beast that gives you no elbow. I really. will be. It's Lewis from London Red. So. <laughs> Not the Lewis. Yeah, that, yeah, that Lewis. Angry, angry Ginger Lewis. Wow. That's a long, long journey with him. No, it's not. <laughs> Lewis is fine. <laughs> He's a menace. He's, we get him a few beers on him. He won't be coming back with you, that's for sure. Um, uh, I don't know yeah. what you mean. Uh, yeah, you know exactly what I mean. Anyway, um, let, let, let's, let, before we start wrapping things up because we've been we're not rapping as well are we <laughs> fucking hell we're we're not... <laughs> it's no sacrifice something like that um <laughs> what would elton john's rap name be out of interest um i'd, I'd, I'd... nothing the lack of thought process <laughs> going to that and my dog is whinging at me because i basically because the herd sacrifice yeah it's not not a good one um <laughs> right come on let's wrap this up yeah okay so so newport Big. I, I always still think it's a big game. It's nice to do the double over them. Um, they they go into it in, with a win as well. What what are you thinking? Uh, I think a draw. I think um, we've got to a, a stage now where a draw is not the worst results. It's it's a derby. So even though we are we are way ahead of them in the table, I think at their place they are not going to give us an inch. And I'd be more than happy with a one all draw. I think we'll take the lead and they'll equalise late on, put us under some pressure. You're paying 10 quid on a shit long megabus and you want to get a draw. I don't want to get a draw. I'm just being pragmatic. I'm, I'm, Reese isn't here. I don't. Pessimistic so, is what you're being. No, I mean, I, I, you know, you just get to that stage where you, you win so many that you think a draw is not a bad result. And I my, my de facto sort of thing away from home is get a draw, win your home games. De facto? Did you invent that, did you? De, Does that mean default? There's a, a posh word for default, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. De yeah. facto. Okay. Um. Right. Uh, away from 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 Gilpin Towers, Liam. What, what did you did you said a draw, didn't you, Mandy? Okay. Um. Liam, what are you thinking? I was going to say a draw, but I don't want to agree with Scampy Lettuce Man too often on this podcast. So I'm going to say we'll snatch a late winner, two one to Wrexham. McLean with a goal. Don't ask why I just made that oh, prediction. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Out of all the people you want to score against Newport, him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, fuck him. I, 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 I love. I, yeah, we're going to do the double. I think they'll give it their all again. I just think we're getting savvy to it now. I still think we're, we're due a, a kind of cut-loose win. I'm not sure that'll be the one, but I, I'm going to go 2-1 Wrexham. Yeah, I think Mullin on target again and Lee. 
Desi mates to be on target. So sets us up nicely for, for the Blackburn game, which we will discuss in depth, hopefully with some semblance of a guest, because it's been a while. So apologies for, for that. Um, you know, it is free, but if you want to sponsor us, the bias, the coffee thing is in all of our, uh, our link tree things. So go on there and give us a bit of cash. That'd be lovely, but don't, don't feel the need to, but it'd be great if you can. Anyway, um, We've we've prattled on long enough. I've sang. Um Andy has, has done his best um Ainsley Harriet kind of impression um on his culinary delights of the Mold Road stand. Not the Mold Road stand, Rex and Lager stand, I think, was it? It was the Mold Road stand. It was one of those. He's just he's just gesturing <laughs> He's now changed his sign language. <laughs> he's like, ah, don't mention it. I wasn't there. I wasn't he there. Said, he said lettuce pray, I think. Um, no, it was um well yeah, the Daily South's got a proud history with lettuce. Um it was it was uh it was the eighteen sixty-four suite in in the Macron. Very, very, very fancy, very nice, lovely. Okay. Um I think that about covers everything we wanted. There was a bit of news on the cop as well, Liam. I don't know if you want to update anybody on that. That's just basically basically all the all the eyes are crossed and T's dotted, as they say, isn't it? I think that's now going ahead as well, initially we- planned. Yeah, it was always going ahead, but with the reduced capacity due to the phosphates, people's poos and shits, um, that's now up to full capacity. So whenever it does get built, apparently people were saying that Humphrey Carr said most of the barriers have now been removed. So hopefully we should get cracking soon, but it'll be able to open with 5,500 spectators peeing, pooing as freely as they want to. Okay. Wow, there's been a lot of swearing in this one. Can we just apologise to all our, our child... Um... <laughs> our child, our child what? <laughs> listeners. Our, our younger listeners. Yeah, that's what I mean. mean. Right, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, yeah, I'm, go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got one more thing to do. Oh, what's he showing us now? He's showing us more food. Just leaving you oh, with that. Yeah, it looks like gruel. Turn it off. Take it off. Um, prison food. Sorry. Nice lemon, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just want to wrap this this up. I want to give a, a shameless uh, shout out to my friend Neil Smith. Yeah. Um, well done. At, at WXM Smith, he is going to be walking from Denby to Old Trafford Theatre of Dreams or Screams in recent years. It must be said, uh, in memory of his uh, his brother who sadly recently passed away, Chris. Um, Please go to his Just Giving page. If you go to at WXM Smith, there's also the Remembering Chris Facebook group. Um, but yeah, Neil is on on Twitter. His um, Just Giving profile's there. Already smashed his target, um, but always good to 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 get more really because he's raising cash for Mind, a very important uh, mental health uh, charity. So please go and give to Neil because he's a great guy. He's a top Wrexham fan and he's got a very luscious ginger beard. Um, good luck, so, Neil. Good luck, mate. Good luck, Neil. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, basically wear those boots and socks in. It's, it's a good old trek. So yeah, good luck to him. Uh, and on that note, um, we shall disappear. And um, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Sorry about the singing and we will see you all next week. Take care. See you guys. Up the scampy reds. Mm-hmm.